This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. everyone welcome to vet time with connie podcast i'm your host connie welcome to a brand new episode so a couple of announcements guys please make sure you tune in with us follow us on facebook at vent time with connie so you can join on the live show the weekly live show that premieres every saturday at 2 30 p.m central time we are also on youtube we go live also on youtube at the same time and you can subscribe to us on youtube vent time with connie podcast that's the name guys make sure you're subscribing so you can get notified each time we go live on on any of these platforms these social platforms so guys, um, the live stream has been going really successfully. I began a lot of um positive feedback, and we're gonna keep taking this to a, to a higher level. We're gonna keep bringing in amazing guests, you know, to join us every time weekly. So expect expertise from the individual field coming in on that live show. Okay, so guys, so make sure guys you come um join us every Saturday weekly at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And if you're interested to be a guest on this live stream, make sure you email us at Ventime with Connie podcast. No, sorry. Email us at Ventime with Connie at yahoo.com so I can bring you in, okay? So we can talk about your business or any um, new adventures that you are looking into. So we can discuss that, okay? It can be a dancer, a personal trainer, any sort of business, any sort of um, entrepreneur um, venture, you are invited and you are welcome so we can talk about it at least create awareness to those um business um, ventures because some some people have probably haven't heard about it so you bringing it to the show will create awareness and people might think oh you know what? how about i tried this new thing okay so don't be afraid to send me email also guys also send me email if you're interested to be on the living single series email us at venta with connie at yahoo.com so we can bring you in as well Guys, remember, we do have a website. The website name is VentaWithConnyPodcast.com. Go check us out so you can purchase our merch product. We do have accessories. We have clothing for men and women. And also, we have one for children. So go check us out so you can support as little as you can. Uh, any amount is welcome. Is appreciated. Okay, guys, without wasting the time, let's dive right into the topic of today. Do you always find yourself, you know, feeling the need to always help people or fix people. That should be the word, fix people. And you feel sometimes you are drained or you're tired because you've been trying to get your team, your team members or your friends or your loved one or your partner, your significant other to be a better person. But for some reason, they are not listening to you and you feel drained and you feel frustrated. If you can relate to this, then you probably might be a fixer. And um, we're going to be talking about you in this episode. So make sure you stick around to hear what we have to say, what I have to say about this. And uh, maybe you can learn a thing or two on how to run away from being a fixer because it can be very draining. All right. Keep on listening. Okay. 
okay guys um so the topic of today is the fixer and if you don't know what that is fixer someone can be called a fixer when they feel the need all the time wanting to fix people maybe because they think that those people need the fixing you know they feel like they, they, these people need to stop this lifestyle or be a better person in their own head in their own definition of a better person this particular person is not meeting the criteria so they feel the need to fix that person that person can be their friends their family members their teammates their co-workers their partner their boyfriend their girlfriend their wife their husband it could be anybody if they sense that you need fixing they are always eager to fix you and put all their strength in fixing you so that's what this um that's what the fixer mean okay so being a fixer i'm sure a lot of us can um relate to this a lot of us find ourselves in this situation always wanting to fix people especially if you are the nice girl the nice guy you always miss the nice you know you always want to make people feel better or you are people pleasing the stuff like that people with that kind of um traits can find themselves being a fixer so it begs me to ask this question why do people feel the need to fix another person there are different reasons why people are doing that, but I'm just going to outline, I'm going to um, identify some of them because I don't know everything. You know, I'm going to identify some of them that come to my head. Number one, I think it is um, in no particular order. Number one for me would be insecurities, you know. I think um, sometimes we project our insecurities on others. Uh, we think that, like, we don't feel enough if we don't fix uh, someone. So, that probably means that you derive your identity, identity of self from fixing people, you know, feeling that, oh, yeah, I did this, you know, I did this for this person, you know, that's the way you derive your identity. And some people probably feel like um, if you're not fixing anybody, then they won't be noticed. So they want to be noticed. They want to be recognized. They want um, someone to say, oh, because of you. That's why I was able to achieve this. So the people derive joy from there, derive sense of identity, derive pride, and also ego can come to place too because um, some people are e egotistic, you know, and they feel that, you know, that pump, that confidence, if they feel like someone else need them, you know, and men can be found in this, um, in this bracket, you know. Some men, I would say, love to feel needed if you have been in a relationship with a man you know this you they have to feel needed for them to feel complete or feel a man you know because the society probably have conditioned men or raised men our boys have been raised this way that they have to feel needed they have to do things and i think that stems from them being the provider or the head of the household so they feel like if any woman don't need them they feel like what's their what's the point of them being in their life? So they they don't like that. They don't like that. So they always want to. Some men always drawn to women that are emotionally unstable or those that need them. Those women that are they cannot basically they cannot do things that themselves. They always want to rely on another person. Some men are drawn to those type of women. Uh, because they feel like that's where they derive their identity. That's where they derive their joy or their confidence because they feel like, okay, this woman will need me no matter what. Some men will want to marry those type of women because they feel like the woman will never leave them because the woman need them. 
to survive in the society, to survive financially, you know, in anything. So they're always drawn to those type of women. And I think also, apart from men, women can also be found in this, um, can be in this bracket as some women also are drawn to friends or men that they're that are broke you know not just broke as in physically broke they're broke mentally spiritually everything because they feel like they always have to be there for the man you know oh oh he needs me oh i can't leave him if i leave him he won't survive you know so most women are drawn to that type of man you know so it's not just only men i don't want you know base this only on men but women also can be in this um bracket so and um, another thing I'm also um, considering maybe has to do with upbringing. You know, a lot of people, I would say, they grew up maybe not getting that love, care, and attention. And they're always uh, wanting people to see them, you know, basically to hear them out. So so they feel like, you know, the only, the only time they are being recognized by their family is when they did something for their family, you know, when they are fixing something. So they derive joy from that. They feel like this is where I am good at. This is how, this is the only way I can get recognized, you know, recognition. So they grew up with this mentality. So that's why you see them, they find themselves, you know, being drawn to friends that are always needy partners that are needy as well so i think you can also stem from my um upbringing you know and um if you're gonna take this a little up the notch to extremists those that take this fixing thing to an extreme i would say some people that some people are fixer because of um due to self-righteousness you know they feel like they are better than the other person you know they feel like they're better than anyone you know so they feel like you cannot survive without them more like in a very egotistic way in a very you know self-righteous you know narcissistic kind of way you know it's not just because of oh they want to really help you more like in a negative way they feel like you cannot live without them you know because they are better than you you know that kind of a way so it could be and also go back to insecurities maybe they do have insecurities that without them being a fixer nobody will value them you know so um they become self-righteous they feel like they are the only one that know the answers and we call those type of people sometimes i too know those that think that they know everything you know so that could be the extremist kind of way but um let's go ahead and talk about the effect of being the fixer because there's a lot of them but i only mention a few on this um episode you know when you become you know you hear me talk about this at the beginning when you are a fixer um people that are fixer are always drawn to um partners that are emotionally broken or traumatized like with a lot of trauma you know that come from a broken home yeah you hear me talk about this at the beginning you find yourself in a relationship with someone that is emotionally unavailable, broken, people that have a lot of trauma growing up, you know? So you always find yourself in that situation because, like I said at the beginning, that's where you derive your identity. you fixing them is you feeling needed, You, which is pathetic because you, there's so many other ways for you to be yourself. You don't always have to feel the need to fix people because, number one, that's not your job, you know, to fix anybody. People don't need you to be fixed. People get fixed if they are 
if they truly want to be fixed, okay? So I don't think you can ever fix anybody. But going back to what I'm talking about, when you are a fixer, you tend to be in a relationship with people that are broken, emotionally unavailable, people that, that have a lot of trauma in their life, they're not really done with, you know? that they have not healed from it. So you always drawn to those type of people. This is not just only a relationship, like um, romantic relationship. I'm talking about friendship. You know, you find yourself, you know, drawn to friends that you know that they have so many issues. Even you see right off, off path, right, that they have a lot of issues. These people need help, you know, stuff like that. They have a lot of trauma, a lot of things they are dealing with that needs to be healed. But you find yourself being drawn to them, being friends with them because you feel like they need you, you know? They, you feel like they need you. Even though you know you guys are not compatible in friends where there's going to be a lot of distress. It will cause a lot of distress in your life, but you feel like, you know, her causing, him or her causing distress in your life is making you feel better. You see the reverse psychology that brings, you know? You, make, you, you think, you convince yourself that, yeah, you need to be in this person's life. Maybe God put you in that person's life because did that person need you, you know, to get out of this, you know, trauma or whatever they are dealing with. You know right from the bat that this person that you're about to be friends with, you guys are not compatible. You guys don't have a lot in common. There'll be so many issues. There'll be so many arguments. But knowing that, knowing that fact actually you know, basically pushes you towards that person even more because you want to be the fixer in their life, okay? Okay, other than the reg the um, platonic relationship, I'm talking about now the romantic relationship because the platonic, you might end up figuring that out. Maybe you will get tired. Of course, you're going to be drained from the relationship, talking to this person all the time, be first with this person. The, the trauma and the drama it brings, at some point, you have the choice to cut them off. But it's easier to cut them off, the friends. But what if you're in a romantic relationship? Let's say even taking more further, you're married to this person. That can be very draining. And even with results, the person lay their hands on you or causing even more emotionally damaging to your life, you know, causing more issues in your life. You probably you can't you came in that relationship with no issue. You're gonna come out with issue, and they'll be fixed, and then you're gonna be with, with the problem. Okay, so that's even more harder. And you don't want to find yourself, you don't want to be in that situation, okay? Another effect of being a fixer is that, is that you are drawn to friends that are, or people that are ungrateful. You know, they take you for granted. Because once you're being a fixer, you're losing yourself in the process. You just want to do everything by them. You want to be by them in everything because you want to fix them. You Sometimes you truly, truly want to fix them. You truly, truly want to help them. You know, but, but you become obsessed with helping them. And that's not good. Being obsessed is not good. And they will end up taking you for granted, you know, taking, just taking, 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 taking from you. And then you're going to be left with nothing. It's like, it's crazy. Your cup is not being filled. Always going to run out of energy, of words, of emotion, of everything. And the thing, the worst part of it is when you are fixing people, you think that you're fixing this person, the person probably will end up sometimes res being resentful, you know, towards you or resenting you, you know, and you don't want that because they'll get frustrated because they can sense that you're trying to fix them. 
you know and then they will even the worst part of it they will even take advantage of you because they know no matter what you will still gonna be their friend you're still gonna be in the relationship with them because you need them to feel to feel good you know to feel acceptable feel noticed you know they know these things because people are not dumb they can see through you you know so that's why they will keep keep using you taking you for granted because you're not gonna go anywhere they know that fact you know, so that's why if you ever always see yourself in friends with always being friends with people that always take advantage of you, taking you for granted, maybe you need to reset your mind. Like, why is what's about me that always been drawn to this type of people? Why am I always being drawn to this type of people? That's why you that's why you need to recognize that maybe you yourself need to be fixed. So that brings me to my next um point, which is why you are trying to fix someone you might end up losing yourself in the process. And that's not what you want to do. So you come into this relationship, this friendship as a whole, as you, you know, at least close to you, knowing how to express yourself, you emotionally intelligent, all those things. And you come to be with this person or uh, in a relationship or friendship in the hope of fixing that person to be, let's be honest, you're trying to make that person to be like you, okay? You know, to be like you. You're going to end up losing yourself in the process and be more like that person. And the funny part about it is when you are done fixing them, they'll be good. Then you're going to be like them that need a fixing. Then you're going to be back to square zero. And guess what? They will not be there for you to help you to fix you. Now you're going to be left with yourself, looking at yourself in your, looking yourself in the mirror and you can't recognize yourself anymore because you have lose yourself. I think why you lose yourself too, because you tend to forget that you yourself also need fixing. You know, we are all human. As a Christian, we are all human, you know, and we need God. We need the Holy Spirit to be fixed. Okay. You cannot do it yourself. You didn't even create the person that you're trying to fix. So what makes you think that you, you know, the ingredients, the, the, the recipe in fixing that person you know to creating this perfect human being you have never created a perfect human being before in your life even not even imperfect person you can't even create that person because you didn't even create yourself in the first place but you feel this need that you have to create that that person needs you to be fixed and then it will backfire on you because you're going to lose yourself in the process. Your friends going to resent you. Your partner, your significant partner will resent you, will even hate you, and they will take advantage of you. And then you're going to be left broken. Then you're going to look at yourself. Oh, my gosh, I need fixing. And nobody's going to be there for you to fix you. You just have to carry your luggage and keep going. Carry your baggage and keep going. I think like the strong person. Oh, I'm the strong friend. I'm always there for someone. I'm always there for my friends. I'm always there for my partner. But who is there for you? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Now, I know a lot of people listening to me and wondering, okay, yeah, you've identified all those things, but how can I stop it? Like, this is just me. I can't help it. I'm always like this. I've always been like this, even right from child. All the story, right? Look, you can't stop it. Now, how do you stop being a fixer? Okay, let's create this scenario. You have a friend that have issues, right? With um, drinking or whatever it is, right? And then they tell you th their issue. They express their um, issues to you. And then you just conclude, oh, then they're telling you that because they need you to fix them. 
why don't you try this? Access what the situation is, why they are drinking in the first place, why they've you know became addicted to alcohol, why can they, they cannot stop. Take a, a step back and listen to their reasoning. Let them express themselves. Maybe you need to start pointing out their strength, what they are good at. And you can point out their strength and empower them so they can do this for themselves and stop drinking. If they're going to seek help and go to therapy, they can pray to God, you know, what they can do to create this habit for themselves because they're doing this not for you, but for themselves. So you need to assess the situation and identify this, like what is my motive behind helping this person? Like, why do I want to help this person? Is it to make myself feel better? Or because of pride, because of ego? Are you doing it because of yourself so that when the person gets better, they will count you or they will recognize you as this person that helped them, you know, that fixed them? Are you doing that for that motive? If you are doing that, maybe you need to take a step back and concentrate on yourself and trying to reassess reassess the situation, okay? Because you're not doing it for them. Now you're being selfish about it. You do need to, to pump your ego up. Maybe sometimes when people that you think are traumatized or you think that are broken, they need fixing. Maybe if you actually spend time and, and let them talk, listen to them, start believing in them. Maybe you yourself can learn something from them. Just because they have this one problem doesn't mean they're not good in any other thing. Doesn't mean you cannot learn anything from them. We all have issues, okay? So we cannot you cannot define those people that need fixing based on the problem they are they are having their issues that's not what define them basically what i'm saying is you need to learn to respect other people's feelings other people's um view you know on life maybe the way they are doing this is actually what's right for them or what's even right in general because nobody knows completely you know what is right you might think in your head what i'm doing right now is the right way what if it's not it's the other person that you think is not even good, that you label need fixing. What if you need that person too in your life? So don't, don't conclude this person needs fixing just because they decided to share these issues, this problem, this um, challenge they are dealing with in their life. And then you conclude, oh my gosh, they need you. Oh, they need fixing. No, we all have some challenges we are facing daily, like literally daily. So that person is not defined by their challenge, their life challenge. So we need to learn to listen, to understand people and don't always want to fix people. If you haven't even listened to them, understand why they do what they do. Okay. And, and another thing I would suggest also is start practicing serving rather than fixing people, you know, serve the person, you know, as much as you can, doesn't mean you have, you have to give up everything to serve this person. No, learn to serve others, you know, serve them, try to listen to them, empower them, let them know they can do it for themselves. Okay. Don't always jump to conclusion and say, Oh no, no, they cannot do it. I will do it for them. And they ended up backfiring on you. Okay. So learn to serve others. And also, Realize that you yourself need fixing. Run to God. Why you're running to God to get fixed? You know, take your friends with you, with you, take your partner with you. So both of you will run to God for fixing. 
you know don't even if they refuse to you know go with you you don't force them you should love your love shouldn't be a controlling love shouldn't be a forceful love okay it should be freedom it should be free freedom to those that you're loving you should allow them to go there if they feel the need to all you can do is just basically talk to them empower them and let them be let them make that decision for themselves because once you start fixing someone and you force them to go do it you're gonna constantly keep doing that is that really what you want to do your whole life because when you are focusing on just that person's issue, you're going to neglect your own issue. And you're going to be dying in silence, but you're going to be focusing on the other person that needs issues, that need help. But you yourself, you keep forgetting that you yourself need fixing. While you are trying to advise people, empower people, know that they can also decide, to, decide not to take your advice, you know, or they can decide to do something different. And you have to learn to respect that. So it's not like when you empower them, you have to you have to keep in tabs with them, knowing if they did it or not. If they don't do it, you get angry. No, that's not your job. That's not your place to fix anybody. So basically, the moral of the story is that nobody can be fixed if they do not want to be fixed. Okay, you do not have the power to fix anybody. Only God has the power to fix people because He is the Creator. Okay, not you. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about. I hope you guys learned a thing or two from this. And I hope this episode is going to be a blessing to your life. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope I talk to you guys more next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.